from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 612 on this Monday morning, and if that wasn't enough for you, EAA AirVenture in Oshkosh opens today. That runs through this weekend at Whitman Regional Airports. This weekend, that was the Air Force F-16 demo. Went down with the family on Sunday, E. How'd it go? Huge crowd. Gorgeous day for it, right? So cool to see people you know, up on the bluffs and yeah. wherever else just looking for a spot. Some of those spots are better than others as the trees have grown up over the years. You know, If you're up there by the water tower and looking down, the, the issue is, and we bought tickets in one of those you know reserved areas, mm-hmm. so you're right there on the lake. If you're back in some of these other spots, you might be obstructed from show center. Which sure. I did not want to be. And that wasn't your issue? <laughs> no, you saw everything? Every barrel roll? Right on top of it. And then they've got this huge, you know, the other part, too, if you're right along Lincoln Memorial Drive, they've got all these demo tents out there and all yeah. sorts of things to do. The merch tent. We are merch? Buying merch. <laughs> yes. What'd you get? I got a t-shirt that has the formation that I was watching um, during working hours this week when they were practicing. Oh, sweet. And now you get to see the whole show for real, right? Yes, yes. I usually see it every year. But, yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, merch tent, just like a rock show. There you go. These guys oh, yeah. are the rock stars. Do you wear the shirt to the air show? Yeah, I think so. Um, that, and then you get another one. Mm-hmm. Talked with uh, Tech Sergeant Matthew Gilbert also. He is based here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Air National Guard at the 128th Air Refueling Wing. So he's walking around with his son. And this guy is Air Guard, which is Air Force, you know, part of that in, yeah, the, okay. in the state, right? But the boy, he's all in on the Blue Angels, which is Navy. The Blue Angels? <laughs> yeah. Now, hang on. You're Air Force. Is that okay? Yeah, that's all right. Uh, we got to spend some time with them, and they've been doing some practice over our base at the 128th here in Milwaukee, though. So we got to see them up close and meet a lot of the pilots there. So it's pretty exciting. Is it great to be able to share this with your son, too, oh, show him this is what Dad's about? Yeah, it's, it's hard to beat. It's good to get him out here and see uh, what I'm all about and get to see the life I'm living. So yeah, so all good. All good. Every All, all branches were friendly. <laughs> I'm sure they all get along. My mother-in-law is remarried, and um, she married an Air Force veteran. We took him down as nice. well. And he, he, you know, Blue Angels are out there. He's like, ah, that's a good show. <laughs> that's fine. But right, all good. And like I said, if that wasn't enough for you, two daily air shows in Oshkosh, one in the afternoon, one in the evening, every day of the run of EA Air, air Venture, which we'll kicks be up off. There. This morning. Yeah, Merck's doing his whole show yeah. from up there, right? Yeah, in a couple of days, uh, later this week. Coming at you. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Ozzie Albies hit a three-run homer in the eighth inning to give the Atlanta Braves the 4-2 to victory over the Milwaukee Brewers on Sunday afternoon. The Brewers dropping the game and the series to the league's best team over the weekend. With the loss, the Brewers are now just a half a game ahead of those Cincinnati Reds in the NL Central Division as they get set to host them for a three-game set that will begin tonight over at American Family Field. Coverage will get underway here on WTMJ beginning at 6.30. The MLB, MLB trade deadline is nearing for the league. Could the deadline be something GM Matt Arnold and company look to use to add to the roster for the race for October? Look, I think that it, we would, we were, we're always looking to, to upgrade responsibly here. You know, I think the, this team has, has earned that, and I think we're going to do what we can to, to add to this club. But you never know. I mean, the market, you know, I think with so many different, you know, options there now to get in the playoffs, I think that it, it's going to be harder to, to necessarily acquire uh, the types of players that we want to try to get. But we're 
gonna we're gonna give it a shot. You know, we certainly want to try to to help this team, but we also feel like we have internal options. You know, guys like Sal Freelich, guys coming back. You know, like you said, Brandon Woodruff. We do think we have a number of different ways to help this club internally, but we're certainly going to explore those externally as well. Arnold, who appeared on MLB Network Radio, as the trade di- trade deadline is all set for August first. Over to the NFL, as the Green Bay Packers will begin a new era this week in title time with the start of their training camp. Aaron Rodgers is officially gone. Jordan Love is in. And despite the change at quarterback, the standard in Green Bay remains relatively high. Goals to, you know, win the NFC North and win the Super Bowl as always. Um, that's the Packers' goal. You know, we set high standards. But I do think that, I don't know when it's going to show up or how it's going to show up, but the trust and love that we have and respect for one another that we built in the offseason, I think that'll help us win games, you know, in the future, win close games, win games where um, people don't think we should um, because we're going to fight just that much harder for each other. Packers running back A.J. Dillon with the standard there as the rookies all ready reported over the weekend with the veterans set to report on Tuesday with a first practice set for July 26th. And lastly, over to golf, as Brian Harmon is waking up a British Open champion this morning after dominating all weekend long, he shot a one under par 70 on a rainy Sunday to close out his weekend and finish 13 under par for the tournament. The final two majors of the men's golf calendar have now produced a pair of first-time major champions in Harmon and U.S. Open winner Wyndham Clark. Man, there's rain and then there's whatever that was. Which that is like, I feel like that's so, every year, though, right? Yeah, I mean, right. You're, <laughs> the British is always going to have weather and Soggy. wind and what, but yeah. man, that was ugly. I felt bad for those guys. <laughs> like, so bad. It's so Does wet. that take away from his championship, then? No, I mean, no? It, okay. like, it's he, an even playing field. He's feeling okay about it. Yeah, I think so. 619 in Wisconsin's morning news. Time to bust the tower. It's time to look at the week ahead. Let's go! All right, the week ahead here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Let's start with today. Packers shareholders meeting today as Title Town starts to ramp up now. So got I, the shareholders meeting today, and then the players uh, report tomorrow for camp on Wednesday. Surprised they're even having it because I can't make it this year. So <laughs> I, I put a lot of messages into yeah, Mark Murphy and yeah. said, hey, wait, doesn't work for me. Can't be there. Yeah, we are going to hear some sound from your uh, visit last yes. year. We're going to bring that back later on the show. All right, good. Uh, speaking of conventions, annual conventions, okay, so the Northwestern Mutual Convention is now underway. We, we jumped the gun last week a little bit. Uh, they uh, are all in town, all the field agents, and Kenny Chesney plays Milwaukee on Tuesday for the NM folks. For Wednesday, big day on Wednesday, Vince. Federal Reserve is going to wrap up two days of meetings. Interest rate hikes are likely. Hunter Biden's going to plead guilty to two tax misdemeanors in a court hearing in Delaware. The U.S. Women's National Team is going to play Netherlands in the World Cup. That's Wednesday night, and that'll be a big game. They, uh, the U.S. won Friday 3-zip. Wednesday also marking one year until the Summer Games. And on Wednesday, a House subcommittee will hold a hearing on unidentified anomalous phenomena, otherwise known as UFOs. They're going to discuss it for real this time? We're going to have witnesses who can speak frankly to public about their experiences. We've had a heck of a lot of pushback about this hearing. We've had members of Congress who fought us. We've had members of the intelligence community and also the Pentagon. Even NASA backed out on us. There are a lot of people who don't want this to come to life. Yeah, Congressman Tom Burchett there. Are we going to get anything out of this? Because we've done this story, like, how many times? There's going to be a this, there's going to release a report, and there's nothing in there. It's probably the reason they don't want to release things is because they don't want to show a hand of national security threats that they know of already that 
maybe other countries don't know that we know of. That's right. Oh, at, actually, that was ours. That was our what? Yeah. I can't tell you. Right. <laughs> right. See, that's just. But it, we like, made that. To suggest that, like, you know, there's. All right. Uh, it's fine. I'm so, for national security. This ain't Independence Day, but I do think that it'll be interesting on Wednesday. For Thursday, big vote in Milwaukee County, scheduled to vote, the county board will, on a sales tax proposal increase, much like the Common Council did a couple of weeks ago. 0.4% for the county. Yes, not the 2% that the Common Council did. So that vote will come on Thursday. All It it seems to indicate it's going to happen. I haven't heard much that's going to suggest it won't. So here we go with that. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here at the box office this weekend? Yes, Haunted House, the latest Disney creation. Surprise. You're all in for a treat. Yes. What is this? I have no buzz on this for me. I haven't so heard this. it's a theme park attraction turned movie. You know, they did this with Pirates of the Caribbean. They've done oh, yeah, it with I've others. Been in that haunted house, haunted right? Haunted Mansion. At, at Hollywood yeah, Studios. Yeah. That's the one you go up in mm-hmm. and then you just drop and go yeah, up and down. And... Yep, yep, yep. So they'll Meh. do that. They turn it into a movie. Uh, let's see. Danny DeVito's in it. Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, Rosario Dawson, Jared Leto. So whole big crew for that movie, which comes out this weekend. Uh, Travis Scott, Post Malone, Joni Mitchell all releasing albums and uh, at the lakefront, always exciting to have this. That's right. German Fest kicks off on Friday. Now German Fest and Irish Fest generally are, those are ones that curry your favor just a little bit. Well, Irish, my girls used to Irish dance, yeah, so, so that was that required attendance. Good times. And German Fest... The special Usinger's brats. They only make them for German Fest. Right? Sehr gut. 626 on Wisconsin's Morning News. News about your money this morning. WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market Update. Dow Jones Industrial Average closed Friday at 35,228. The NASDAQ was up about 28 points to 14,091. And the S&P 500 closed Friday at 4536, up just about a point and a half. For a deeper dive on the markets, listen to the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast. Listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Packers open training camp later this week. Brandon Snide looks at that in sports at 645. So a new survey by Bankrate.com finds that nearly half of Americans are sitting on unused gift cards. Uh, Yeah, they are. We all give them. No one ever uses them. We did find that about 40% of people said that they've made an effort to use gift cards more frequently over the past year because of economic concerns. But last year, about 75% of people with unused gift cards said they would use most or all of them within the next year. But clearly that hasn't happened. And they did not do so. That's Ted Rossman with Mangrate. So the survey finds that households with higher incomes are much more likely to have unused gift cards they get them in a birthday card, get them as a gift, as a thank you, and they throw them in a drawer and never get used again. When I find myself not using a gift card, it's often because the gift card is like for $25, but what I need to buy is 130 <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, right. I ain't got $100 for this right now. Right, so, so you're going to wait? Right. So I'll, I'll wait and see. Maybe I get another gift card or maybe I'm in a better spot or like I just don't ha- have that much to spend on this right now. I just forget. You know how many times I've been in Menards and didn't use the Menards gift card I have sitting in, your in wallet? my wallet? Right. <laughs> so Rossman says you gotta get. You have to use them almost immediately. There's a risk too that if you hold on to these cards, 
inflation cuts into the value, the store might go out of business, you might lose the card. There's a lot that can happen. So get them used immediately, says Ted Ross. Coming up, the Jeopardy answer is, hmm, never seen that before. What's the question? That's next. Play the game going into the break here. The Jeopardy answer is, hmm, never seen that before. What's the question? You know what, Jeopardy works. What haven't you right? seen before? I'm trying to think. <laughs> because you've seen a lot. You've witnessed I've seen, quite a bit. The answer is, or the question is, things you never want to hear from your doctor, your mechanic, or your plumber. <laughs> hmm. Never seen that before. <laughs> right? Oh, boy. So I get my guy out at the house. He's telling the story last week. Oh, the water, water heater went yeah. out. It's leaking all over the basement. Shut it down. Got to get a guy in. So we, Joe the plumber is the guy who, he's just a guy, mm-hmm. right? He's come and done jobs for us over the years. I like him. You trust him. That's good. Yeah. Joe says, I don't, I don't really do water heaters anymore. You know, he's kind of phasing out. You know, call call this guy Drew. So we called Joe. Joe had us called Drew. Drew had us called John. And John came by the house. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he comes down and looks at my water heater and goes, hmm, never seen that before. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, this is about to be expensive. <laughs> cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I think what happened was my house was built in 67 and... Probably had an unfinished basement, I'm guessing, okay. at the time. Yeah. And it appears that some of the basement is finished, right? And they just sort of finished it around the water heater. So, so it's shoehorned in this little corner. Oh, no. And he's looking at me. He's like, I don't know how we're going to get this out. <laughs> like, I don't know that I can get this out. So is that why they had to cut pipes? <laughs> right. So then I've got my guy the next day. <laughs> Oh. He, he had to cut the, they call it the stack, right? This is what connects to your mainline water underneath the house, mm-hmm. right? And it's, this was an old pipe, right? And he's cutting it. So he had to cut out the pipe to get the old one out, to shoehorn the new one back in that space, then rebuild the pipe, all the stuff, yada, yada, yada. So when, a, you, when this goes out in 10 years, you're going to have to do the same thing, cut the pipe. Plan on being out of there by then. <laughs> so like, how long are you going to be in the house? I'm like, this is about to be somebody else's problem in 10 or 15 years. Well, he, he did. He's like, we could, move, we could put it over here, but, I mean, that was going to be like moving major plumbing and all right, sorts of right. other stuff. Oh, man. And, so hopefully this one lasts a while. <laughs> yeah, I hope you got the deluxe version. But good, but good job by John and Drew. Yeah, we got we had a very nice model. Very good. Water's very hot. Six forty four. Brandon Snyder's got sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Brewers dropped the game and the series Sunday afternoon to the Atlanta Braves. This one by a final of four to two. The Crew's battle for the NL Central continues this week as they welcome in Cincinnati tonight to begin a three-game series. Milwaukee currently holding a half-game lead in the division over the Reds. That first pitch is all set for 7-10. Our coverage will begin right here on WTMJ with Brewers warm-up beginning at 6 p.m. The Green Bay Packers will get things started this week with the start of their training camp. The veterans reporting tomorrow with the team's first practice scheduled for July 26. And lastly, Brian Harmon winning the British Open on Sunday after after shooting a one-under-par 70 to close out his weekend and finish 13 under par for the tournament victory. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's morning news. Here's Brendan Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers are in the midst of quite a memorable season, and on Saturday, those memories grew even more with the Major League debut of outfielder Sal Freelich, who was called up late Friday night to make his first big league appearance. 
as it has for a few others before him. His impact was felt tremendously with a debut that most fans will remember for years to come. Freilich made two remarkable catches in the outfield to save extra base hits and potentially runs at the wall, jumping to make the catch. But those catches were just the beginning for him. The 23-year-old went 3-for-3 at the plate, batting in what would be the game's winning run following a Devin Williams save. If you were at the game, or maybe you were like me listening to Bob Euchre on the call, the game was as close to a playoff atmosphere in July as you can get, which also got me thinking a little bit. First of all, credit to General Manager Matt Arnold for making the call on Freilich and the other freshmen he has called up to the big leagues, Weimer, Mitchell, Train, and Uribe, to name a few. That said, a youth movement is undoubtedly happening here in Milwaukee right before our very own eyes. And I don't know about you, but for me, I just want to see the freshmen play. Let them all play. Tuck away Jesse Winker. Tyrone Taylor had his opportunity. Blake Perkins is good, but he can be useful off the bench. Most of you will likely argue it's too soon for Jackson Trio to come up here, and you might be right, but the kid is batting almost 500 in his last 10 games in Biloxi. Will there be struggles with these kids? Of course there were, sure. But there is an energy in the clubhouse, and most certainly in the stands, that these kids have brought to the city. Let them all play. See what you got. And come October, you never know what can happen. At 6.52 on this Monday morning, Wisconsin's morning news. Glad to welcome in our teammate from 101.7 The Truth, Telly Hughes, with us this morning. Morning, T. Hughes. Good morning, Vinny. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, I wanted to ask you for your perspective on a story that kind of lived through the weekend. And huge concert event, Country Thunder in Kenosha County. And it's what happened to a TMJ4 News reporter, Taylor Lumpkin, that's been the subject of a lot of conversations that I've had over the last few days. So I'll read to you what I'm sure you're familiar with the story, but I'll read for everybody catching up what she posted on Twitter. Went to cover this event for a news story. This is Country Thunder. Left humiliated after a guy ran up and yelled at me unprovoked and called me the N-word twice. Nobody helped. Everyone stared at me and laughed. Do better, people. So, Telly, let me, let me just first get an initial reaction from you on what you read and heard here, and then I have some questions to follow up just to gain your perspective. Um, the first thing that come to mind for me is disappointment, um, frustration, um, and just I'll downright just shouldn't have to endure that type of behavior and, and treatment when you're just trying to do your job. Um, I've been a journalist for over 20 years. I have been put in situations that were similar to that. And I totally understand where Ms. Lumpkin is coming from. And um, it's just it's so unfortunate. And it also just shows how far we are still away from just being civil towards one another. So, hey, man, maybe it's on me, but I'm, su- I'm surprised to hear you say that, I was surprised to read this. Like, I guess that's on me to always be surprised. Maybe it's time for me to pay closer attention. But to, to hear you say that, I'm, I'm really surprised to hear that, Telly, that, that that's happening, yeah. that you've had this experience. Oh, I, I have worked uh, in Macon, Georgia. My first television job was in Macon, Georgia in 2001. And I was covering high schools that still had segregated proms. Come on. 2001. <laughs> oh. I want to go back and look it up. It's in Sandersville, Georgia. They had segregated proms. So been in those situations. And it is so unfortunate because 
you are just looking at someone purely based off of their race, spewing hatred towards them. And it's not like Ms. Lumpkin went out there, was protesting, had on a Black Lives Matter shirt or anything like that. It was a journalist trying to do her job, and you had someone come up and behave like this towards her. And uh, it's just it, it's sickening, and it, it's just disappointing because people don't understand, like, what is it going to be like the next time she has an assignment in a situation like that? How is she supposed to feel? Is she in her well within her right to um, not take the assignment? So there are so many long-term ramifications for something like this. It's not just an incident, an isolated incident, and you move on. There are long-term effects for people's actions. And it's not just, oh, it was funny and that was that. And then to be pointed at, stared at, and laughed at, off of something that you didn't create, I, I, I just, I feel for her, and I just, I really hate that she had to go through that. Yeah, you know, and as you share those stories, Telly, I feel badly for you. I know Taylor a little bit because, uh, you know, we overlapped when I was over at TMJ4. I feel bad for her on a personal level. Let me ask you a provocative question, though, and this came up in a number of conversations I was in over the weekend. So this happened to her. And it's a terrible personal thing that happened to her. Um, it's one person or a few people who said a terrible thing to someone else. Let me ask you your thoughts on this being a major news story in the newspaper of record in our state. Because a lot of folks are coming up to me because they know I work in the media. And they're like, okay, bad for her. And I feel bad for her. But why was this the news? Should this have been a news story? And should we be shining the light on it that we have been? Uh, absolutely. Why should this be put or swept under the rug? Because let's just be real, uh, Vince. If this was a situation where there was uh, a reporter that went into a situation where they felt uncomfortable and they were threatened or made fun of, story a story because these things should not be swept under the rug and i think that's been the problem and then when it does come to the surface it's hey let's start the conversation how long have we been starting the conversation so i think that it becomes a story because it's it became a human interest story Vinny, you know as a journalist trained to never be a part of the story. When this happens, she was thrust into the story. I'm sure she did not want to be in this situation. She did not want to be a part of the story. But how can you go and pretend like this didn't happen? This is the story now. Telly Hughes, our teammate at 1017 The Truth. Sure appreciate your perspective this morning, my friend. Thanks for having me.